Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Michael Perch. Hey, Michael, how are you? Just fine. How are you today? I'm well. I'm well. I'm excited to learn about what you, you've been working on and building here, Michael. Michael is the founder and principal of Roadmap Consulting. What you'll find with Roadmap Consulting is really that it brings together the business and the or the public and the private sector and really kind of handles a whole bunch of different areas where, where those two worlds meet. And Michael works with small businesses to make the most of that space, as well as individuals to develop their skills and knowing how to navigate that lovely, complex, but extremely important world, uh, the federal government. And last but not least, how does technology play into that world? Michael's built a successful business in that area as well. So lots to talk about today. But before we get there, Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Sure thing. Uh, Again, thank you for having me on. So um, I got started uh, way back uh, uh, right around early uh, 90s or so, um, starting out in a career in commercial banking, uh, making small loans or loans to small businesses that uh, were involved in all sectors of technology, structuring those loans, evaluating the risk, understanding how the companies operated in order to uh, best protect the interests of the bank that I worked for. And uh, did that for about eight years. Uh, learned a lot about the success stories of those companies that did well, and also saw the companies that didn't do so well and learned a lot from that as well. And at the ripe age of 29, thought that I had uh, a pretty thorough knowledge as to how to start a business and run it successfully. Uh, and so I started a company called Corporate Presentation Systems, uh, located in Tampa, Florida. And we were involved in designing and building audiovisual systems and uh, thought I pretty much had it all outlined in my business plan. I uh, got started and uh, for the first three or four years, like most small businesses, uh, you know, didn't do so well and uh, learned some lessons. And um, one day got a, a call from a guy who told me I needed to really look at federal government contracting as opposed to the commercial market that I was dealing with. And uh, was fortunate enough to be in an area of the country, uh, Tampa, Florida, that had uh, MacDill Air Force Base nearby and had a very large, uh, you know, uh, presence there in the town of Tampa and had a lot of opportunities for uh, small businesses to engage with the federal government. So um, started calling on them actively uh, and um, probably about a year or so into that, uh, I got my first government contract, got my taste of it. And it really kind of reminded me of uh, banking in a sense, because it was um, very structured, very uh, well thought out. I'm a pretty conservative guy by nature. So I kind of liked the way the, the, the whole contracting methodology uh, operated uh, the contracting officer, the program manager, and how I kind of fit into all that. So I got a taste of it and loved it. And then started uh, calling on uh, agencies like uh, McDill Air Force Base here in the uh, Washington, D.C. area. And fortunately enough, uh, landed a a large contract with the Navy, moved up here in 1994, and um, started a a technology company, or continued the technology company that I started. 
but expanded it a great deal uh, here in the Washington DC area and uh, ran that company for 17 years and sold it in 2006. Wow. And I mean, what a breadth of knowledge that you build. It's such a challenging sector. As someone who has pitched for federal contracts, I, I, know, <laughs> I know the joys and challenges <laughs> of that. So uh, kudos to you, Michael, for, for succeeding in that area. But tell me really how you developed the latest business, which is Roadmap Consulting. It seems like uh, this has really been able to leverage on that, that body of work that you've done throughout your career and really taking it to the next level. Yeah. So, you know, it was amazing to me that uh, the 17 year run that I had, you know, as I was going through all the different phases as most most small businesses go through as they uh, enter into the federal government contracting market, you really don't you don't know what you don't know. And there's a lot not to know. Right. And uh, all throughout my 17 year run, I kept saying there's got to be somebody out there that is a consultant that has gone through what I'm going through can give me good advice and direction, um, provide me with honest answers, key, key word there, honest, right? No hidden agendas, just you know, a fellow that really wants to, or, or a lady who wants to, to help uh, see me succeed and that sort of thing. And lo and behold, in 17 years, I never found a person like that. So when I sold my technology company, I retired about two and a half million dollars of debt. I think all my gray hairs had sprouted at that point. And I knew I didn't want to go back into anything like that again. And I, I had an itch to really get involved in helping uh, to provide those same solutions that I was looking for for that 17 year run. And so my, uh, my first thought was, let me volunteer and kind of you know, find out how I can maybe turn this into a business model. And so I volunteered with an organization named SCORE, which stands for the uh, Service Corps of Retired Executives, great organization, by the way, that is uh, kind of like the sister organization to the Small Business Administration. And uh, I, I got on with them and did one-on-one -on -one counseling with folks, you know, just like me that, um, you know, had various different um, situations being pitched at, at them as they were trying to succeed and, um, you know, really needed a helping hand, needed guidance, needed someone they could trust, the same thing I was looking for. And I did that for three years as a volunteer and loved it and uh, also taught some seminars on things like, you um, project management, uh, you know, acquiring a GSA schedule, getting small business designations and all that kind of thing and, and really enjoyed that time. So uh, in 2009, I started Roadmap Consulting, which is the firm that I, I still own. And uh, at, at that time, all I was looking to do is to do exactly what I was doing with SCORE, but essentially to monetize it. And so we help companies to acquire small business designations, get on, get on GSA schedule, which is one of the key elements in growing your company. In, in the federal sector, uh, competing from some of the larger government-wide acquisition contracts that are out there, uh, picking teaming partners to go after opportunities with, um, acquiring corporate um, qualifications that could help make them more attractive to government buyers, all those sorts of things. And uh, that, that, that's what kind of, kind of got us started. It's what we continue to do to this day. Uh, and um, as I mentioned to you, we, we supplemented that with some other things that we do as well, but that is the main thrust of what we do right now. We, we represent roughly 72 companies on an ongoing basis, uh, everything from you know, going after some of the, uh, some of the more attractive uh, vehicles that pop up from time to time, like right now, Polaris is, is in the news, that's the big one. Last year it was CIO SP4, 
the year before that, it was uh, GSA 8A Stars 3. These are all vehicles that are strategic in terms of uh, getting on them to position yourself with key um, targeted agencies that you identify that you want to uh, try to go after. And we help companies to do that. We also help them to acquire small business designations and and basically win contracts, uh, proposal support, you know, you name it. We help in any way we can to get uh, companies well positioned to win. I love it. Business. And I, I know that these federal contracts can really reshape uh, uh, an enterprise and certainly helping those SMBs, the small to medium-sized businesses get into that game is no small feat, right? Because it's dominated by a lot of, by those whales out there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's kudos to you to be able to do that. But I mean, I'd just be curious to see how that's evolved and changed. I mean, I imagine today you're seeing some trends on how companies are approaching it differently, some, some new ways that companies need to be positioning themselves that are more effective. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, interestingly enough, uh, back when um, the pandemic began two years ago, I got a call from a buddy of mine uh, who wanted me to become a, a member of the task force for uh, the Small Business Development Center at Howard University here in town. And um, the reason why he wanted me to come on board was to address some of those same things you just mentioned. You know. Um, course, the pandemic was uh, impacting businesses uh, negatively um, in, a, in, a, in a profound way, un, unprecedented, nothing like that had ever happened before. So there were you know, record numbers of companies going out of business in the federal sector and also in the commercial sector as well. Um, so I got on board with the task force with other um, individuals that had other uh, talents. Uh, mine was, of course, federal government contracting, but there were attorneys, accountants, um, social media folks, you name it, uh, anything that, uh, uh, Carl Brown was the executive director of the SBDC. He was trying to build a team of essentially individuals that could rescue our economy uh, as it pertained to small companies. And uh, for the last two years, we've been doing that, um, still on board as a consultant with them. And um, yes, yeah, just um, as, as a myriad of problems that are occurring in the small business community right now, uh, federal government contracting essentially has continued on. I mean, it's, it's changed in some ways uh, based upon the conditions that we were under as far as not having any contact. But for the most part, the government's still spending money. They're still you know, putting out contracts and still doing things the way they had been doing them. Um, and we're working with companies to basically try to get back on board and get back uh, started with them. And, and um, for the most part, it's, it's going well. So, I mean... Michael, the last couple of years have been unprecedented. I mean, maybe you can tell me other moments that have hit us all like uh, the pandemic, but I, I truly feel that this is a watershed moment in society and uh, a lot of suffering for sure for individuals during, that, during the last couple of years, but lots of change in terms of business. And I'd just be curious, you know, any insights or things that you're taking away from this moment um, that you're seeing success with and maybe some challenges that you guys wrestled with and new ideas that have come from it? Yeah, so I'll give you a good example. Um, I mentioned that we were doing uh, training for the Navy under the Advanced Management Program, which is the premier leadership leadership development uh, training program that the Navy has. And um, right in the midst of our second uh, contract, uh, of course, the pandemic hit. And the leadership training that we would do would be on site in Newport, Rhode Island. 
And it involved, you know, a lot of not really, you know, classroom learning it was more facilitation of discussions among, you know, some of these uh, guys that came through the training program that were on their way to becoming admirals and heads of contracting and, uh, you know, leaders in the logistics area of the Navy and so forth, you know, the guys that were in the leadership positions. And they would gather, you know, six times a year and we'd facilitate the class and they would talk about some of the issues they had. And we'd have exercises, you know, team building exercises, facilitating very high level discussions, that sort of thing. And then, of course, the pandemic hits and we say, you know, we, we hear from contracting, hey, we got to figure out another way to do this because there's no yeah, way. No, no classes. Yeah, yeah no we can't classes. assemble, but we want to continue. So how do we do that? And uh, we, we went through uh, about a nine month exercise of trying to adapt some of the things that we were doing in person into a virtual environment. And, and, and trying to essentially uh, make the same impact that uh, we were making with the in-person class. And, um, you know, we found out that it's just not possible. You know, the, the interaction, the personal interaction, the, the, the ability to look people in the eye when you're talking to them about passionate issues that many of these guys uh, uh, shared in the leadership positions they were in, you can't, it's, it's hard to do when you're over a Zoom call like we're on right now. And so we found out that's just not possible. So we put on the, they had to put it on the shelf for a year and just wait until things cal calm down. And, and sure enough, this uh, beginning of this year, it started back again. So, you know, things like that were obviously exercises in trying to discover new ways of approaching an issue, a problem or a requirement in this, in this case uh, for the government and figuring out a way to get it done. And, 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 and of course, you know, uh, I think they made a good decision in, in realizing that although they could have done it virtually, it would not have had the same impact, the same takeaways as the previous pro programs had, and they decided just to halt it. So I've seen a lot of that, you know, let's, let's figure out a way to do it virtually. And then they go through, we go through the exercise and we figure out that it's not worth it. It's basically not, um, you're not going to get the same return on the, on the time invested and the, and the resources invested uh, to, to achieve the, uh, you know, the, the, the dysteria, you know, the expected outcome. No, I think that that's a really interesting one. I mean, we definitely saw in outside of the federal sector, many, many in-person meetings paused for a variety of reasons, certainly because maybe the experience wasn't as, as effective as it could be in, in person. And certainly using that technology in some form or fashion as part of a hybrid solution, I think probably will will become more of a commonplace uh, in a lot of areas. Although I, I imagine with the government, because security elements yeah. are so important, you yeah. know, trying to build cybersecurity around this type of world. And yeah, you know, Michael, I was joking with you before we started, you know, your background lends perfectly to be designing things for this new metaverse that we're talking about you in bet. Web3. Yeah, I think I think the cybersecurity things are going to be be first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. And I can talk a little bit about that, too. As I mentioned, uh, we have a client. Uh, yeah, we still design and uh, build and maintain audiovisual and video conferencing systems, mainly for DOD organizations around the country. And we had a client uh, this just this morning that was on the phone with us uh, down in Jacksonville that we're going to see in a couple of weeks. And we spent more time talking about security than we did the features of the system. 
you know, and a lot of people, I think, uh, was starting to begin to believe that, you know, video conferencing, secured video conferencing systems might have been a, might have been on the way out with the, you know, the advent of Zoom and some of the better technologies that are out there now that we can, you know, do a lot of the things that we were doing only through video conferencing systems like Cisco um, and Polycom before. But the security element is the thing that, that obviously when we're talking about DOD, security is at the very top of their uh, issue uh, of concern. And so, uh, you know, now just making sure that, you know, those systems that we design and build and put in are not susceptible to attacks uh, is now, you know, one of the biggest uh, parts of our uh, design um, conversation as we go through this. And of course, all the equipment that, uh, that, is, uh, that is implemented to make that happen is, 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 is now being put in. Wow. And it's not going to change. It's only going to get worse. I think as we go no, along, I mean, it's, so. it's, a, it's a great challenge, um, it is. but I, yeah. I think we'll have to figure out some way to navigate through it because, you know, the technology is going to, going to have to play some, some deeper role, I guess, you know, going forward. But I mean, in the short term, Michael, here we are 2022, I call it the year of the future because uh, somehow I think we made it through the pandemic and we're coming out the other side now and we can start thinking about a future again, which uh, I don't think we were able to do over the last couple of years. What's on the docket for you guys? You know, cybersecurity uh, is really dominating a lot of what we're, what we're looking at. Uh, a lot of our clients uh, are, are involved in the IT sector of the federal government. Uh, and even if they're not uh, involved directly with cybersecurity, it's impacting what we do. To give you an example, um, the, the federal government does have certain requirements that they, that they have as a standard if, if you want to do business with them. And for the first time, um, sometime toward the end of this, this year or next year, uh, you're going to, if you're going to be a federal government contractor, uh, you have to get a certain certification called CMMC certification uh, that involves essentially um, an audit on the part of the government is it, for your company and how it operates to make sure that you're not a threat to some of the systems that you're going to interface with if you, if you do business with them. That's, that's unprecedented. Uh, and uh, that, that requirement is, is changing the business model of a lot of, a lot of firms is having to, um, you know, firms are having to adapt themselves to, to, to satisfy that requirement or else they can't do business with the federal government. That's, that's a, a glaring example of the changing environment that we're seeing ourselves in. And that was happening even before the pandemic happened. That was happening as we began to see a number of the threats as we all read about in the paper uh, from foreign actors. Um, you know, our, our, pipe, our uh, oil pipeline was, was interrupted uh, last year. Uh, there's been threats that have uh, that have really impacted us on the, you know, in our everyday in our everyday lives, but especially when it comes to, you know, the federal government and how it operates. Uh, we're seeing a new day, and um, and we're getting involved in that. We're getting involved in helping companies to get that CMMC certification that will allow them to continue to do business and uh, and helping them to kind of change their business model to adapt to that. That's just one good example, but it's happening in in, in other areas of, of of business as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great. And I'm glad that you're able to support these companies getting that CMMC certification. I mean, if there were companies out there that are listening to this, that are interested in some of this stuff and trying to go after government contracts, understanding how to navigate that universe, 
Uh, how do they get in touch with you, Michael? Our website is uh, www.roadmapconsultingrmcfederal.com. So you can find information there, or you can give us a call at uh, 703-286-5426, or they can email me directly at mperch, P-E-R-C-H, at roadmapcforconsulting.com. Excellent. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we've been talking to Michael Perch. He's the founder and principal of Roadmap Consulting. And as far as I can see, if you have a roadmap that includes federal government contracts, you better give Michael a call. Uh, it's, uh, it's a complicated area. We've been down the path a couple of times, and uh, I think we've gotten it right sometimes. And then sometimes I've I haven't understood why we got it wrong. So, you know, your expertise is extremely valuable to small to medium-sized businesses as well as really big businesses uh, out there. So, Michael, thank you so much for being on Uncaged Day, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun talking with you. Cheers. Take care.